Let's get right to the point. Government can only do so much. What actually creates real change in our communities? The people do, you and I. When people come together for a common cause, good things can and do happen, no matter the size of that town, city, or state. Change can happen. There's a small town in Oregon called Banks. If you take Highway 26 West towards the beautiful Oregon coast, you will come across an exit for Highway 6. Drive a few miles down that road and there on the right sits Banks, a community of 1800. One might not think that a small lumber town would be ready to embrace change, but due to the passion of one married couple who run the local thrift place grocery store, the health of this community is changing dramatically. Today we talk with the doctor who is the backbone behind the implementation of the FAME program in Banks, Oregon. I'm Lori Sobelson of Bob's Red Mill, and this is the Food is Medicine podcast. I'm so pleased to have with me today Dr. Andrew Erlinson, Food is Medicine Institute physician and dean of NCNM's Master in Nutrition program, who also teaches the FAME series in the small town of Banks, Oregon. Dr. Erlinson, welcome to today's program. I'd like to start at the beginning by asking you to give us a little background about your involvement with the Food is Medicine Institute. Thank you. In the fall of 2012, I was hired um, as one of the physicians with the Food is Medicine Institute. At that time, I was teaching, uh, brought on to teach several different classes around the Portland community area. One of those places was Banks. Um, as I began to further on in my career, I had to focus on just one of the classes, uh, and Banks near where I live uh, was the area that I focused on. So I've been out in Banks since fall of 2012. As we know, Banks is a small town, and so could you tell us a little bit about how NCNM arrived at having a FAME series program in Banks? Absolutely. One of the participants at a previous uh, FAME workshop, Karen Ward, she's one of the owners, co-owners of the Jim's Thriftway grocery store in Banks. She attended the class um, at our Mont Olivet location in North Portland uh, with Dr. Jackson at that time. And she was so um, just thankful for the program, just of gratitude and what she had learned and, and wanted to bring this to her community and wanted to figure out how she could bring it to her community. And NCNM and our project hadn't really done anything like this before. And so it was new. And so we both had to kind of navigate and how can we make this work? How can we spread the word food is medicine and bring it to their community? So NCNM worked on how we could logistically make it happen, and through the help of Dr. Jackson, really instituting that um, and figuring out how we could make it uh, work at the church there in Banks, um, it was really a grass, grassroots movement, and we're fortunate to have landed there. And since that time, uh, Mark and Karen Ward have supported us and continue to support us um, moving forward. There's no better advocate for a program than a student. Isn't that true? I mean, it just really makes a difference when they experience it personally. How, so we know how Karen experienced the program. How did the community of Banks receive the ECHO project, which we know now has evolved into the FAME series? With open arms. It's been tremendous. I'm so thankful to go out there every Tuesday to teach the class, um, to be involved in the community. It's, it's been a class for us that has really um, caught fire and 
for us, marketing and advertising for our program there um, has really gone through as word of mouth. And as the community has learned about the program, learned about uh, the excitement of how food can play a role in, in health, um, it's, it's been exciting to be a part of that movement. And we've seen it not just in the members there, but in the community. Wow, that's great. For those who have never been to Banks, can you tell us a little bit about the town and what makes it so unique as a fame location? Banks is a small rural community about 25 miles west of Portland, and it's a community that is uh, very close-knit. It's a community that involves people who are in the lumber industry, uh, people who are farmers. It also uh, is now a town where people are moving in that are involved in the tech industry. So we're seeing a, a mix um, within the community and, and the economy, and, but they're all very close-knit. Um, it's a tight community. And we've had a tremendous amount of support. And it's not just from banks, but it's also the surrounding communities. They're very supportive of each other, um, from North Plains all the way down to Forest Grove and even Hillsboro. Um, so it's good connection with all the surrounding communities. There's always positive things about a small town. And I've heard that there's been many changes that have occurred at Jim's Thriftway since the Echo Project and Fame Workshops took off in the fall of 2012. Can you tell us about some of those changes? Yes. In the last two years, since we've been teaching the classes in banks, we've worked with over 125 residents from banks in the surrounding communities. Within those last two and a half years, we've seen changes within the grocery store. Uh, I shop there every week. The, the Thriftway store donates the food for the classes, and so I go up prior to the class. I shop, and as I'm walking through the store, nearly every week I see new products, new um, quote-unquote healthy, organic, natural products. And most of this is coming in because people are asking. People that are attending the classes are wanting these things on the, on the store shelves. They've also increased produce. They never used to sell kale before our program was there. Now they sell two varieties of kale. And according to their produce manager, Al, they constantly sell out of the kale. Um, produce sales have uh, grown, and overall sales within the store have grown since the project has been there. And that's exciting. I'm excited that we're starting to see a change within the community um, because a lot of the uh, change that needs to happen when it comes to nutrition habits involves the environment that you live within. And so if we're able to change, help change the environment within the community, um, that's a step in the right direction. It's so encouraging that Karen and Mark really listen to their customers. Uh, and it's a good reminder that not only in banks, but if you, for our listeners, wherever they shop, if they're not seeing the healthy foods that they really want, not to be afraid to ask because many of the grocers, uh, grocery companies will bring in the foods uh, as long as they ask. You never know till you ask, right? Absolutely. I agree. And especially in a community like Banks, where that's the only grocery store. And if they didn't have it, they would have to drive 15, 20 minutes to another town, another store. Um, and that's not always easy. So to, for the store to be able to bring in those products is important. Dr. Erlinson, from your experience, do you think an educational program like FAME is series is actually changing the local economy of banks? I do. 
I believe it's evident just in the changes we're seeing within the store. As I just mentioned, the fact that people are asking for new and different products, that produce sales are increasing, um, that people are now coming and, and asking for ways actually that I can help change within the store and in the community, how we can have healthier options within their deli. Um, and so I do believe that it's having a change within the local economy. I understand that Banks is one of the locations of the Food as Medicine Everyday Research Projects. Uh, can you give us a little bit of information about the research that you're conducting and what the outcomes are that you're measuring? Absolutely. Up to this point, we haven't had the opportunity to really put the Food as Medicine Everyday program under the microscope and examine what sort of effect are we having. As one of the lead physicians for the program, I hear from participants how we're making changes, how they're losing weight, how they're not drinking sodas or decreasing sugar in their diet, but we don't really know what long-term effect that's having on their overall health. So currently, we're running a research project where we're looking at the participants before they enter the program and as they leave the program after 12 weeks, and how does the educational intervention play a role in their risk for chronic disease. So we're looking at biomarkers for things like cardiovascular disease and diabetes. We're also looking at food frequency patterns. So are they changing the way they're eating? Uh, it's very important for us to understand this for the longevity and the sustainability of the, pro of the program. So we're very fortunate to be able to do that. So do participants have to have a blood sample taken or how does that work? Or is it just questionnaires? Can you get a little more detail Absolutely. About it? It's both. Okay. So the participants in the program um, have been screened to be a pre-diabetic, meaning they're at risk um, for blood sugar um, issues and maybe be diabetic if they don't make lifestyle changes. We take a little bit of blood from them, and we're measuring things like their cholesterol, their insulin levels, and some inflammatory markers. We're also having them fill out some surveys that take a look at how they're eating, what types of foods they're eating, um, and some of the behaviors around that, what motivates them to eat those ways. So we're trying to get a sense for how this is changing, not just um, biomarkers within their blood, but their motivation and their willingness to want to change through this intervention. It's important to look at. As you said, it really brings credibility to the program, which is so necessary as you uh, take this program from a small town of banks and you want to take it nationwide. You really need this type of research to support that program. So one more question about the research. Have you had anyone say, no, I don't want to give my blood? We have had a few people who were interested in participating in the study but did not want to give blood. Um, and one of our um, cohorts of participants, they can opt out of doing that. Um, unfortunately, that's really an important um, marker for us to look at and understand um, how this is playing a role in um, potentially minimizing the risk for chronic disease. Any additional comments you'd like to make that maybe we didn't touch on today about your work in banks? I just want to thank all the people who have provided success for the program, who have really um, been able to help us implement and support us over the last several years. Of course, the first being Bob's Red Mill, um, who has been very instrumental in keeping this program going. 
But of course, to Karen and Mark Ward, uh, the owners of the Jim's Thriftway store, who have been supportive um, in providing the food, um, to the local banks, United Methodist Church, who has opened up their space to us every week um, continuously to be able to have that space um, to bring the community together, to the people within the community of banks and the surrounding communities. Um, it's been very important for them to be um, on board and to make this program continuously grow over the last two and a half years. Without everyone's support and energy um, and passion, um, this program wouldn't still be there. And so all of those folks are very important to this program. And I see it lasting um, for a long time going into the future. There's a lot of energy in the community around this program. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Dr. Erlinson, today about the positive changes that can happen in the small town of Banks, where passionate people really look at taking some action. As always, if you'd like more information about today's program or any information about the FAME program, go to the website at foodismedicineinstitute.com. <music>